नमस्ते एज ऑलवेज द मदर शोज अस द वे एवरी डे वी प्रे क्रिएशन प्रेज नेचर प्रेज द डम्प फोर फुटेड क्रीचर्स प्रे प्लांट्स प्रे सी एंड द रिवर एंड द सन एंड द मून एंड द स्टार्स प्रे एंड अवर सोल्स प्रे अवर आउटर बॉडी डज नॉट नो इट अवर आउटर पर्सनैलिटी में रेजिस्टेड बट डीप विद इन अस देर इज समथिंग और समवन दैट इज ऑलवेज अवेक एंड प्रेज दैट इज वॉट इज देयर वी सी इन द उपनिषद नित्यो नित्याम चेतन चेतना नाम एको बहुनाम यो विधाति कामान सो विद इन दिस एंटायर वर्ल्ड विच इज एज इफ ड्रिवेन मैकेनिकली अनकॉन्शियसली देर इज समन और समथिंग दैट इज अवेक ऑलवेज अवेक एंड इट इज दैट विच प्रेस इट इज द एरोगेंस ऑफ द माइंड दैट डज नॉट प्रे इट इज द एरोगेंस ऑफ द सेल्फ सफिशियंट इंटेलेक्ट that believes in its own supremacy that does not pray but one who has received the god touch prays always even when he feels one with the divine he prays because this prayer makes this union even more beautiful even more perfect even more many sided sri ramakrishna used to say the bhakta keeps deliberately a little thin veil deliberately he crosses to the other side unites then comes back because he wants to have the joy of bhakti the joy of union in countless ways that is what see we see in the prayer of the mother she is already united with the divine mother she is one with her she does not need to pray but not only she is showing us how to pray she is praying for the earth on our behalf at the same time this is the joy of the prayer that the avatar prays when shurubindu was asked why does the divine mother has to pray she is the divine herself and shurubindu says this kind of prayer which the avatar addresses to his own higher self is there even in the ramayana and the mahabharata and we know how lord rama prays to mother durga before the great war we just spoke about it in the hindi talk so she is praying she is showing us how to pray what to pray for example when we are faced with a difficulty we pray that the divine mother should take us out of the difficulty natural and it's perfectly valid and the divine does help us but let us also pray that we never fall prey to any of these difficulties why do difficulties come why do challenges come because we live in ignorance because we are still very far from the goal that has been set out for humanity that's why god hammers the world so fiercely so that we can be ready to deserve more sweetness more light more strength so when we pray it is not enough that we pray only for our little issues or big issues it is not enough that we just pray for this momentary difficulty or that momentary problem to be solved 
Yes, of course we can do it. Mother was asked, can we pray for health? She said, yes, of course you can ask for health. You should pray for health. In fact, she even said that disease is a falsehood. So it's perfectly valid to pray to her to remove the disease. We should not accept that disease is mother's will. We should pray to remove it, to cure it. But at the same time, let us also pray that the conditions of disease, not only our individual disease, but the disease that afflicts humanity, the real disease which is ego and ignorance, which is intellectual arrogance, that is resolved. All that is gone and there is a clear ground which is prepared for the divine's manifestation upon earth. So there is such a prayer, many of our prayers, all our prayers are in this same vein, we see. This is a prayer dated November 28th, 1913. November 28th, 1913. And it's a prayer like an everyday prayer when we wake up in the morning. What should we pray? What should be our approach? What should be our attitude, our aspiration? In that calm of collected contemplation which precedes the break of day more than at any other moment my thought rises towards Thee. O Lord of our being, in an ardent prayer. There are two moments. Of course, there is no time. We can pray anywhere, any time, all the time. But there are two moments when there is, this movement of prayer is greatly facilitated. It can rise without any obstructions. Because there is quietude, there is stillness in the atmosphere. It is said in the scriptures, that Indian scriptures, that during these moments, Shiva takes a round of the world. So there are moments of stillness, of silence, of quietude. And during this time, if we aspire, if we sit for meditation, if we contemplate the divine, it becomes so much more easier. And one of them is, just before the daybreak and the other is just before around the time of sunset. So these are, these are the two moments we see that there is a certain stillness in the atmosphere. And so she says that she is contemplating, collecting herself together and contemplating at this moment, which of all moments is so much uh, calmer, and it's conducive to a collected contemplation. And now she prays, May this day, which is about to begin, bring to earth and to men a little more of pure light and true peace. May thy manifestation be more complete and thy sweet law better recognized. She asks for peace and light for earth and men. So, this is actually our tradition. Sarve bhavantu sukhina, sarve santu niramaya. We'll see these prayers, French and English version here. She's asking for all creatures that may they find peace, earth, 
and all the creatures. May humanity find peace. May there be an inner light which should dawn in the hearts of people and upon creatures and not just the outer light that, are light that of course will dawn but the inner light and peace, a little more purer light, not just the mental light which is so dim and mixed with many things but a purer light, true peace. And what she is praying for, not that today my agenda should be fulfilled. My boss should be happy. May I get my promotion? May this happen that I want? No. She prays that may thy manifestation. She is praying that the divine manifestation, she is praying to the divine for his will to be done. But what a wonderful way that may your manifestation be more complete. Because every day if we take the real uh, truth of Vedanta, we are moving forward little by little. There is no, it's a one-way journey actually. Even when it looks like it is sliding, actually we are moving in the sea only in one direction. We may swim, we may rise. We may be swimming sometimes against the current, but still we are moving forward. And more importantly, in this journey, we are not alone. The divine is with us. This is something we need to always, always remember. People ask this question, our children are elsewhere, somebody is there, what should we do? The divine is there. The divine is the connection. We have formed the bond with those whom we love through our heart's emotions. And emotions have a power, but very often they become weak, turbulent. Or we have formed a bond through our common interest. Or we have formed a bond through our intellectual uh, understanding and companionship. Or we have formed a bond simply because of our physical closeness. But there is a deeper bond we can form with everyone, whoever, whether it be our children, our friends, our husband, wife, and this whole world. And that is a bond from our soul reaching out to the soul of this world and to all creatures. And that is through the divine. So we can always pray for all those for whom we are deeply concerned. And what should we pray? Thy sweet law better recognized. So your law is there, but human beings don't recognize it. This is why we become a prey to the adverse forces. When mother was asked, why do adverse forces keep attacking human beings? She says, well, they are here for a purpose and until that purpose is over, they will continue because they are here for a purpose. What is the purpose? They are basically instruments of sincerity. Of course, they, their method is very harsh. And perhaps when we don't learn the sweet and sunlit way, we have to go through this ordinary school of pain and suffering. So let us pray that humanity recognizes the sweet law of the divine that humanity recognizes Shri Krishna, Kana, Vrindavan, so that we don't need Kurukshetra. May something higher, nobler, truer be revealed to mankind. So every day may we progress a little bit towards truth, nobility and wisdom and greatness. May there spread a vaster and deeper love so that the wounds and the pain may be healed. We are 
looking in the wrong direction. We are looking for healing through drugs, but very often, more than the medicine, it is the doctor's consciousness. And in our case, at this point of time, whatever humanity is going through, it is the collective aspiration, the bonding, the sense of unity, the sense of sympathy for each other. It was a wonderful message today we received from the Indian Prime Minister that let us all light up countless lamps on Sunday the 5th of April night at 9 p.m. for 9 minutes <coughs> Indian time. What is this lamp? It's a lamp of hope. It's the light of solidarity. That we are together, one, as one consciousness. Let there be no division. That is love. That is what will help us. That is what will heal. So if we can harbor this force of love within our hearts, it is the supreme healer. So she is invoking this love to heal the wounds and pain of all creatures. And may this first ray of the sun which is about to dawn, be an announcer of joy and harmony. This symbol of the glorious splendor hidden in the essence of life. What a wonderful prayer to read on the day when Sri comes to Pondicherry. It is the new year. Not only of Pondicherry, we may add it is the new year for the new creation. Because it's with this coming that a new yoga started for earth and man. So she is praying that may this sun which is about to dawn announce joy and harmony within the hearts of man. May it be the symbol of glorious splendor hidden in the essence of life. Surfaces of life are stormy, turbulent, ever-changing, good, bad, pleasant, painful. Depending on how our mind looks at it. But in the depths of life, there is always this peace, serenity, joy, love, beatitude. And that she is invoking the glorious splendor. May this sun that rises be a symbol of the awakening of these powers, the splendor of the truth, the splendor of the soul, which is there within the heart of life as its essence. O oh, Divine Master, this she has invoked the Lord. Now what she wants for us, O oh, Divine Master, grant that this day may be for us an opening to a completer consecration to thy law, a more integral self-giving to thy work, a more total forgetfulness of self. This is what we have to do. Often people ask, what experience you had? How can I have this experience? How can I have this? How can I have this? This is not a yoga of wanting. No true yoga is ever of wanting. This is yoga of giving. The only question that we have to ask is, how much we have given and how much we still keep for our ego? That's what we were reading in again Shurabindo's Jeevan Prasang, his life, that he writes to Mdalani Devi, his wife, that up till now I have lived like a thief. 
I have given only two annas to God and kept the fourteen annas with myself. Only one eighth I have given to God and kept the rest with myself. So that's not yoga. Yoga is about self-giving. It makes the path shorter and smoother. If there is one thing that can make the path shorter. So all through our consciousness should be not be on what we are getting. Be it an inner experience or outer things. Our whole attention should be on what we have given and how much more we can give. There's a very beautiful line in one of the Hindi songs, very very beautiful line, somewhere inspired by this bhava. Ye na poocho hame kya mila hai, tum ye poocho kya kya hai arpan. Don't see what I have got, see what and how much I have given to the Lord, to the Divine. So she says, may this day be a day when I can open to a more complete consecration to thy law. Not the law of the ego, the law of death, the law of ignorance in which we are driven, the law of desire, but to thy law, the law of truth, a more integral self-giving to thy work. How much more am I still doing things only for myself? I have come to work for you. A more total forgetfulness of self. How much I still remember myself. You see, that's why remember and offer to the divine is the wonderful remedy, cure for remembering oneself. But there also people start calculating, oh, I've been remembering and offering, but what have I got? <laughs> so there is no remembrance and offering. There is certainly no offering at all. A purer love, a greater illumination, a purer love. So how much ever one may have received in terms of illumination, there is always a scope for more and greater. So what we should ask the divine? For an increase of faith, increase of consecration, increase of light, increase of peace, increase of love, bhakti for the divine. Um, you know when Krishna Prem came to meet the mother, Ronald Nixon, so he came and... Um, I may have forgotten the name exactly, but his Christian name was Krishna Prem after he turned to Maya Yashoda. And he comes and uh, asks Mother for bhakti for his guru. So Mother says, but you already have it. He says, no, I want more and more. She was very happy that here is the first class, grade one of the sadhaks. Grade one of the sadhaks are not you know, uh, defined by anything external. It is the inner state. Those who want to give themselves and their life. We were talking the other day about Amrita. His whole life, if we look at those who have passed before us, whole life consecrated to the Divine Mother and her work. Duman Bhai, even with his illness, even when his dhoti, because of bleeding, you know, if his dhoti would get soaked, he would just change it and rush with a ladder so that he doesn't have to take the route of the staircase to reach the mother. He had a ladder in his room. The moment mother called Duman, he would... Keep the ladder and climb up so that he can reach early. Look at the life of Hanuman in our own scriptures, of Lakshman, of Bharat. All these people, today I was reading the life of Satrugan. He didn't stay in the palace. Rama and Lakshman were in the forest. And Bharat was in, again, away from the palace because you know he had decided to do so. So Satrugan also, he said, I will not stay in the palace. How can I stay in the palace? This is the kind of service and love and devotion we have learned from those who have passed before us. This is what is there in the scriptures and this is what we must harbor and awaken within. True love, a purer love, 
not a love mixed with desires and wants and what I can get out of the divine. Grant that in a communion with thee, ever deeper and more constant, we may unite always more, so that we may be thy worthy servitors. There is no limit to union with the divine. Even when our soul has united with the divine, our mind, our life, our body, each cell of the body, each atom of our being, and through us, everything that is connected with the earth and this entire creation is nothing else but one being. All bodies are one body. Can there ever be a limit of this union? So she is asking for a greater and greater union. Why? So that I can serve you better. Because only when we have united with all that is around us can we make them participate in this process of yagna by offering them. So this is the path. Whoever is connected with us in our life, be it our dear ones, even those who regard themselves as our enemies, everybody we should end up offering in this Whatever we love, mother spoke about Mother India when somebody asked, how can I serve Mother India? She says, find your psychic being and let it unite with the psychic of India, soul of India. Love her deeply and intensely and then you will be able to serve her. Why? Because then whatever yoga we do gets translated or rather whatever yoga the divine done, done, does in us gets automatically transferred and transmitted and shared to everyone and with everyone. So so that we may become thy worthy servitors. Not a servitor in ego but a true servitor who is united with you. And what is needed for the servitor? Most important, remove from us all egoism, and mean pride. All covetousness and obscurity. It is the ego that comes in the way of the divine service. One cannot serve the divine with the ego. And ego has many, many roots. One of them she is pointing out, mean pride. I am someone, I am something. I must get my due, I must get my position, I must get my respect, I must get my place. All these are disqualifiers. So what is the way to serve the divine? In utter humility that the divine is all. And other forms of ego, covetousness. Oh, this doesn't belong to me. This also must come to me. This place, this position, this wealth, this, that, everything. Covetousness. See, the Ishupanishad speaks about this. Tena tyaktena bhunjita. Magridha kasyasvidhanam. So when we are wanting to possess things, then we are we fill our being with obscurity and it comes in the way of our service. So a true servant of the divine wants nothing. He does it because it's a joy of service that he gets. So that all aflame with thy divine love, we may be thy torches in the world. So by offering ourselves to the divine integrally, by consecrating ourselves to the divine, this fire begins to rise and blaze. And that fire which is in the depths of our heart makes our whole being, body and brain and heart and life and everything, the whole being becomes a Yagyavedi and a Havankund. And then we become the torches of the divine love so that 
wherever we are that love and that light and that peace that joy radiates all over the world a silent canticle rises from my heart like the white smoke of the perfumes of the east so sees this aspiration is rising from the depths of the heart like a perfume we have agarbattis india is famous for these incense like these perfumes which rise from the depths of our heart so we pray to the divine and with this ardor and we augment this flame by self offering and this self offering must culminate in a perfect surrender and with the serenity of a perfect surrender i salute thee in the light of this rising day serenity calm quietude peace comes by trust in the divine and complete surrender to the divine when we have given ourselves to the divine truly then why should we worry why should be we be anxious why should we be afraid about anything isn't he with us in all conditions whatever we may do whatever circumstances we may we may be in whatever our outer ordeals and trials he is with us and that is the source of our hope our security our strength our joy and so she closes by saying and with the serenity of a perfect surrender i salute thee in the light of this rising day